Ladies and gentlemen, skeptics and believers, today is June 29th, 2017, and you are listening to the Dark Skeptic Paranormal Podcast, episode number four. Tonight's show, we have joining us via Skype, members of the Native Paranormal Seekers. Can you all introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about you? Okay, um, my name is Tanya McComas. My native name is White Fawn, mm. and I am founder and spiritual healer of our group. And then my husband. My name's Kent McComas. Uh, I'm the uh, co-founder of Native Paranormal, and I take care of all the camera and tech equipment, and uh, do all the uh, all the all the video review of all the evidence. And I'm also the guy that goes into that deep dark hole first. Oh, okay. <laughs> During investigation. You're the point man. Yeah, I'm the point man, exactly. I make sure everything's safe and clear before mm-hmm. my family enters any uh, dangerous situations. Yeah, we hang on to his belt. No. Okay. <laughs> He's a big guy. Okay, um, we've seen a lot. We see a lot on TV of, of the, uh, from the perspective of, you know, uh, the Ghost Adventures crew and everyone else, but I haven't seen anything. Uh, tell us how the Native American paranormal seekers or the Native paranormal seekers, how the way you go about an investigation is different than one of these other groups because of your heritage. Oh, okay. All right. Um, well, one second, really quick. My name is Katie Ramakamas. I'm mm-hmm. the daughter of Kent and Tanya. Uh, my Native name is Autumn Star. And uh, we are different because we go with our ancestral heritage and we look for things that um, other paranormal groups don't really look for or notice. Uh, We go after things that are much older than just uh, your run-of-the-day paranormal that most of these other guys do. And uh, I'm going to turn you over to my sister here and let her introduce herself, too. Okay. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. How about you? Good. Awesome. So yeah, my name is Kiri McComas, daughter of Tanya and Kent. Uh, my native name is Metalark or Hitu in Shoshone Bannock. So I'm, I'm one of the investigators, you know, I like to mm. do the exploration. I'm normally right behind my dad when mm. he goes into the deep dark. <laughs> second, second in command. <laughs> I would be first, but he wouldn't let me. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, um, Pretty much the same as everybody else, but I would love to be the first one in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, but our group is a lot different than a lot of these paranormal um, groups because everybody is following, like, the TV show, you know, Zach Baggins from yeah. Ghost Adventures or Taps. And everybody's going to those locations, you know, that, that are on TV, and it's been done a thousand times. And so mm-hmm. we're, we have the whole rest of the world wide open um, for us to explore the paranormal. And um, we've even been contacted by Ghost Adventures to find any haunted locations that we've been to here in uh, Central Oregon. Uh-huh. And so, um, but, you know, a lot of people, when they go into home, they connect with the recent dead. Mm-hmm. and. Um, but when we go there, because we're Native American, we have the ability to connect with the earth and its energies. So uh, we we kind of go deeper. We we yeah. go all the way back to Native American or if there's something evil there or if it's a nature sp- spirit. 
they reveal themselves to us once we connect with that land. Mm-hmm. And so we, we also help spirits move on, which makes us unique also, because a lot of groups just try to get the spirits all uh, riled up just so that they can get some kind of a reaction and get it on camera, which yeah. is really sad. Yeah, they're just evidence collectors, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually, we actually uh, try to connect with these spirits and try to find, you know, if they do need help and if we can help them. And uh, that's where Tanya and my girls are, are so strong in this area is, uh, you know, they're, they're really into deep horticulture and uh, connecting with all the plants and minerals. Um, and they use all these plants and minerals in, in ways to uh, help the spirits move forward or backward or whichever way they got to go. Um, I really can't explain all that, but uh, Tony and my girls are, I mean, they are just masters at this stuff. Yeah. And they mix up these concoctions that uh, go you know, back to thousands of years of our tradition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they mix, they, you know, put these things together and, it, and it's all based upon, you know, the, the evidence that we collect. And then we, uh, you know, try to make uh, some sort of, I wouldn't call it an assumption. I'd call it more of an educated guess mm-hmm. on what, what the spirit might be needing. And then, and then they go into their, I call it their magic bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they go, into, they go into their magic bag of uh, plants and minerals and uh, put these, uh, well, yeah, for, for lack of a better term, uh, they make up these potions. And you can see in some of our videos in there where, you know, they've actually moved the spirit on in this one place. We helped this lady who had a really, really bad demonic attachment. Uh-huh. And we did, we did one of these cleansings, and we've done them many, many times. And to make a long story short, they, they light this concoction, and it releases smoke and fire and it sends the spirit on their way. Mm -hmm. Well, at this one investigation, when they did that, there was so much evil that this flame shot up out of the, this little cauldron that they have shot up five feet in the air and and almost burned the ceiling. Oh, wow. It was insane how that happened. Yeah. And, and, and basically, you know, we were catching EVPs during that, uh, mm-hmm. voices saying, you know, we don't want to go and damn you. And, and, uh, yeah, it was, oh, uh, wow. pretty, pretty insane the way they do this. And I, I just love watching them work because yeah. we've never seen anything like this on TV where they use, you know, this, this heritage and the stuff that Tanya learned from, from her, uh, elders that's been passed on to her. And she is carefully passing that on to our daughters. Yeah, I, w- I was watching one of the videos on the YouTube channel, and in it, uh, one of you said, and I'm kind of paraphrasing a bit, but being Native American, you were all in touch with the spirit world, whereas some of the other shows you watch, and this person may have uh, medium abilities, and this person may not. And um, Is it something that, because of the heritage, you're all kind of in touch with that side? Uh, yes, this is Katie. Um, yeah, with uh, all these other mediums and everything, they procure their abilities through time and basically um, learning how to use it. When with us, we are born mm-hmm. it's in our family. It's part of our people. 
um, my sister and I, we've been, uh, we're, we're born with abilities that are just a little bit more sensitive than your average run of the day person, which like with this Long Island medium chick, she was sensitive, but she also had to learn how to uh, connect with it when my sister and I um, were already able to connect to it at a young age. Just came natural. So this is just who we are. Yeah, this is natural for us. This is unnatural breathing. Like the only thing that we need to learn how to is um, all the herbs and tinctures that my mm-hmm. mom uh, shows us how to do. That's passed on from our mother, our mother's mother, and so on and so forth for gen- hundreds of generations. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is part of our family. This is who we are. Oh yeah. Yeah, the, you know, most Native Americans are connected with the earth and its energy, and. The Europeans spent thousands of years because uh, everybody can do that, but the but they they spent thousands of years not doing you know connecting mm-hmm. or praying or blessing, and and our tribe is Shoshone and we're uh, um, affiliated with the Shoshone um, tribe in Elko, Nevada, mm-hmm. and we've only been civilized less than a hundred and. 40 years that's not very old and yeah. we're still practicing our tradition so um yeah we just assimilated that's it um but we still do our same thing that has been done for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years so um it, it's not nothing new and we've always had spirits being a part of our ceremonies and tradition mm-hmm. and so you know it's almost like um we've been dealing with the paranormal um <laughs> for hundreds and hundreds of years so mm-hmm. um like most people who become a paranormal group they had an experience or they're interested in the paranormal and yeah we're we're not interested it's part of our lives yeah. our whole life so yeah so we don't just uh talk with the dead we connect with them and it's kind of like counseling mm-hmm. <laughs> um i was just going to say you know connecting with the earth and and helping spirits move on um we we got so much activity that we decided to film it um because we got some amazing amazing stuff and um so when we film it it's just proven that our tradition People create, you know, bless, uh, praying is just creating all this energy and you can actually see it. So mm-hmm. um, if we can help the spirit move on, that's just a plus, you know. So um, we, we only list our name as paranormal because that's what you're seeing. Um, but, yeah, and people can relate to that. It's more and, of a spiritual but, than a paranormal. Yeah, and it's just what we've captured on camera. We're just sharing it with the world. Yeah. Yeah, I saw some of the videos last night. Uh, the the demon face. That was that was pretty. That was a good catch on camera. Oh, are you talking about the the little shadow guy behind me? Yeah. You can see the whites of his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. We we call him Mister Ugly. Oh yeah, that's a good uh, name. Um, yeah. It uh, that that investigation. Um, there's a real long story behind it. I I won't go into it right now, but. Yeah, the night we caught that, um, you, I'm sure you you saw the video. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Katie, Tanya, I mean, they they instantly felt uh, bad vibes uh, when we were down in that basement. And that that building was actually an old memory care facility. 
where they where they treated patients that you know uh, sadly were losing their minds, mm-hmm. and and it was also turned into a uh, halfway house for battered women. So there was a lot of bad energy there, and a lot of documented deaths that happened there uh, that we found out later. And uh, I actually worked in that building for quite a few months, and uh, I noticed paranormal activity the first couple of days I was in there working. And I asked the owner, I said, look, there's, there's something going on in this place. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you mind if we did a, a little investigation? And he said, well, sure. So we went in there and that was the night, uh, we caught Mr. Ugly down in the basement. And, uh, you know, that wasn't the only capture that we got down there in that corner. You know, I don't know if you saw the other pictures, but yeah, we got a full, we got a full spectrum still photo of what looks like a, a little creature mm-hmm. uh, hugging this pipe, this well casing pipe that's not two feet from where we caught Mr. Ugly. Oh, wow. You know, and, yeah, and we got uh, EVPs mentioning a high, higher, uh, what's it, the hierarchy of the demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to say the name on the air because it's uh, bad mojo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but it gave us its name and that's not common then yeah i mean the 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 name we got wasn't wasn't what we caught on film what we caught on film was basically a, a lower level minion of this upper level dark angel that we got the name of mm-hmm. and um but when we were down there uh katie got scratched and yeah was that the just, i think that video was on youtube after, yeah, yeah, that one's on YouTube, and uh, yeah, and we caught so much more uh, evidence in that building. It, it was just crazy, and that's just one of the many, many investigations that we've done. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, um, I don't know if we want to mention what we did recently. The big catch we got it oh, yeah, here. Go yeah, we were we were training uh, a new girl for the group, and. Uh, we we typically don't go to cemeteries ever, mm-hmm. but it but but it's close by. So we decided to go there one night, and uh, and it was just a training mission to uh, get this new girl uh, familiar with the equipment and and how we do things and how to be respectful. And you know, lo and behold, we had a set of camera down on a headstone, and uh, we had a bunch of equipment set up about you know fifty seventy yards away we set this camera down and boy if if uh we didn't catch a full-bodied apparition standing there at a headstone oh wow um yeah and it actually squats at first you see it standing there and then it squats down like it's paying homage to uh, it was one of two headstones that it was a a child headstone and a woman headstone that was mm-hmm. one of the two we can't really tell which one it was standing at but this this apparition stood up and we watched it walk across the cemetery you know from left side of the screen to the right side of the screen mm-hmm. it walked about i don't know 50 yards and then turned and walked back and then just faded out and disappeared oh wow and we were so intrigued by it that you know we went back to the cemetery to try to recreate we always go back and try to recreate and debunk any kind of capture mm-hmm. we get like that. 
you know, it, it's a painstaking process. We actually had to go back three times just to get all the camera angles right. And the night we caught it, it was a full moon. So we had to wait an entire month <laughs> oh, wow. for, for, yeah, for another full moon, you know, so the, the right conditions. Right. Exactly. And we finally on the third time and the moon was right. We got the exact recreation and I did the walk and Tanya did the walk and we did a side by side and this apparition is just completely white mm. and actually it's a transparent white and it's almost vaporous it's kind of un, it's translucently and it's kind of undulating and you can't there's no detail to it mm -hmm. but when but when we did the recreation and the side by side uh you can see detail on me and tanya you know you can tell we're wearing clothes you yeah can see a belt you, know, you can see a vest that it was wearing and this other thing, not at all. So oh, we have we have we have we haven't released that video yet. Uh -huh. So we're still working on one. But so that one's going to be out pretty soon. Okay, and that'll be posted on your YouTube channel. Yes, yes, it will. Okay, I'll post yep. all the the and links to that on the on my Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. We we definitely want to share it because uh -huh. we finally came to uh you know all of us finally came to a decision that we can't debunk it. So mm -hmm. yes, yeah, so it needs to be known and we're going to share it, but I don't, I don't think we're going to name the cemetery because we don't want a bunch of people going over there yeah. and disrespecting. So, you know, we'll put the video up and, and let people see it, but we're not going to disclose the location. Okay. Now, um, yeah. when you do investigations, do you investigate stuff that interests you or do people call you and tell you they have, they have a problem that they can't get rid of or they may have spirit activity and they might be worried. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. We've gotten uh, lots of calls from, from the public, from people tracking us down, mm -hmm. you know, via the internet or Facebook. Um, we've had actually uh, several calls, you know, here in uh, central Oregon where we go out and help people. Uh, we had one gal that lived uh, not too far from us, um, just kind of out here in the desert a little ways. And, uh, she, she was seeing, um, shadow shadows walking mm -hmm. around in her driveway at night and hearing heavy footsteps on her deck and knocks and bangs on the door. And it was really scaring her. Mm -hmm. And they finally contacted us and, and we went out there and, and did an investigation and, and tried to help this woman. I think Tanya can explain this one a little better than me. I'm telling okay. about uh, the investigation we did with Lisa and Sherry. Sherry? Sherry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah this woman uh, um, that asked us to come investigate her her, play, her ranch, um, she said that the, the energy is wonderful because she, she um, helps. She has these horses and she helps soldiers and their families um, help with post-traumatic stress. Um, but at night, the whole place changes. It, it's crazy what happens at night. They see blue light. They see people walking around and um, have these weird experiences. So, so Kent and I went there to meet her. And um, she's a very uh, spiritual person, too. You know, like, kind of like an earthy person. Mm -hmm. She loves horses and animals and and. Our first arrival, I, I saw this, what I, what I thought was a wolf in her front yard, uh, and it was 
laying down, but its head was up, kind of regal, like those lion statues, yeah. you know? And and uh, I was wondering why this dog, this wolf didn't come running up to our car. And it it just watched us the whole time. And when we got out, I was trying to keep an eye on it. But when I got past the tree, it was gone. So I, when I asked her about this wolf, she told me her Indian name uh, that was given to her by uh, some tribe in California. Um, but it was it had a wolf, uh, a coyote title, you know. And I was kind of shocked that I saw this because I I I don't see ghosts like most people where they're solid people, you know, like psychics. I, I'm yeah. not a psychic. I, it's just my gift is I can hear them. I can hear them talking and I, I'll see movement just, you know, or the energy, I guess. And um, so I was shocked to see this, <laughs> this figure of this wolf. It was white, cream color, beautiful. And um, so we started investigating there. And I mean, not even investigating. And we were walking outside and they had a fire going. I could hear an old man in the, in the barn saying, what are you doing here? You know, oh, wow. so. It's almost like our energy fuels the spirits to reach out to us. And it's just crazy, crazy. And it's a natural ability that even wild animals like birds and stuff mm-hmm. kind of uh, <laughs> um, come up to us. And it's crazy. That's why we want to film it, because it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like, we even... Um, so. Native Americans, we use eagles, eagle feathers and the parts of the eagle for our ceremonies and uh, prayer fans and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so when we're done, we bury the remains in the ground where lot, you know, most natives, every native, when they you, like have an animal part, they use everything that they need and then give back to the earth. But the eagle is really sacred. So we yeah. bury that so the energy goes into the, the earth. You can call on that energy anytime. So it's kind of a collective energy in the earth. So Kent was filming it while I was blessing this eagle, and you can actually see bolts of light go in the ground. So, you know, it, it's just, you know, a lot of people tell their experience, and you either believe them or you don't. Well, we film it, and you it makes you believe you're a believer. So. Yeah, there's, there's no choice but to believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, it's funny because, you know, we, we capture so much evidence that we were talking about this the other night because uh, we're getting ready to put that video out for the travel channel. We want to see some of our stuff. But, uh-huh. um, we, uh, <laughs> I, we're putting this video together, and I, and I looked up at Tanya, and I said, they're going to think it's fake. <laughs> I said, because there's so many captures. <laughs> yeah. They're going to think this is completely fake, you know? And I thought, wow, I, I don't know what to do other than – put it up there the way it is you know we, yeah. we don't uh you know when we catch an evp we don't run it through software and do all that crazy stuff i mean the most i do is turn up the audio gain and uh and, and that's it uh-huh. <laughs> you turn know, and turn down background noise you know i don't i don't run it through some sound wave program or nothing so yeah, yeah that's the problem with that. that's the problem with technology there's a lot of people out there trying to be uh trying to be what they're not and yeah. our family is, just, you know, we're family based. It's not like we have anything to prove. Like, oh, you know, we're so awesome. It's yeah. like, no, that we. This is who we are. This is our family. This is our heritage. It it almost you know, seems what we do. Like the uh, technology would would take away from the abilities of the person if they relied too heavily on it. 
Yeah. Yeah. And we don't rely too heavily on the technology. We only rely to it to capture what we ourselves are seeing and mm-hmm. hearing because our bodies are our best um, tool for this. Um, mm-hmm. But it's kind of hard to get all this information that we're getting through our bodies to show other people. So we have to use cameras. Yeah. And, and yeah. Um, yeah. No, but I, like, to get back to that investigation that we were telling about with the out of the ranch there mm-hmm. um that was a pretty unique uh investigation actually um you know because they were they she kept a lot of horses out there in and uh we were out there one night at the uh the tack room and uh, the tack room was right by this gal's house i mean within a stone's throw mm-hmm. uh, from her house and this is where she would see all these shadow figures walking around so it was Tanya and I, and uh, Katie was there. I don't think Kiri was there that night, but we were standing there, and I was standing outside, and it has a big opening garage door, a single garage car garage door on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tanya was inside, and she was connecting with the spirits, and I was standing well outside the, the tack room, and I was filming in filming Tanya inside doing her thing. And next thing you know, we hear, you know, all the horses that are back behind the tack room, they're in their little corral back there. And all the horses just bolted at once. They all just took off running. And and granted, it's nighttime, you know, and horses huddle up together at night, you know, and they sleep. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they all took off in in just a stampede. And, you, you know, you can hear me on camera going, Holy crap! All the horses just took off. Yeah, that that you would know, be a bad sign. Point. Well, yeah, exactly, because that, that's almost what Tanya said. She goes, "That was a bad sign, and uh, you know something's fixing to happen." And it wasn't long after that that this sound came shooting out of the tack room, like from where Tanya was standing. And I'm going to try to recreate the sound, but it sounded like this. It went wom 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 like that. Oh. Wow. And it came shooting out, and it circled my head. This sound circled my head and shot off. And you can hear me on camera. It it, it startled me. You know, it, uh-huh. it it struck me pretty good because I wasn't expecting anything like that. You know. Oh yeah. And what, yeah, and it, it wasn't long after that when that happened that uh, once again I was filming Tanya and our client Lisa. And uh, I was had the camera on them, and right between them, and they're standing, you know, probably about two or three feet apart. But you see this little figure, uh, again, completely white, uh, vaporous, uh, the size of like a an eight year old child, mm-hmm. run, run right between them, and we caught it on film, and then a moments later we got a class A EVP of a little girl giggling. I oh, mean, geez. loud, loud and clear. And uh-huh. I think that one's on Facebook too, but I don't, I don't know. We, we, most of our videos are still on Facebook. We're still, we're still trying to get oh, them okay. all up on I, d- I didn't see the Facebook page. I saw some of the YouTube videos. There was one where you captured some of the laughter, the, the evil oh. laugh. Oh yeah, that that was uh, an elemental capture, I think. Yeah, we we went to a um, this new trail that opened up, and they were seeing artifacts um, that was from a brothel 
and and, and like old bottles and and we knew from the history that Native Americans were on the you know um, one side of it. Mm-hmm. And they used to gather like all different tribes, not just one tribe. All tribes from the Pacific Northwest would gather at this this spot, and they considered it sacred. So um, we we wanted to go see if there was any uh, Native American activity, and plus we we knew that you know they had found artifacts from uh, an old brothel. So mm-hmm. we went on the new trail and this area was beautiful. It's a beautiful lake in Sandpoint. And um, you can see, like we saw big balls of light before and we were like thinking it was a meteor. And so um, when we went to investigate, we were trying to connect with the Native American and we went, put a camera on the trail and walked down the trail. So that way it would catch anybody because there's only one way in and one way out mm-hmm. um, past the camera. So you could see um, one way coming in and one way going out. So that way we would see if anybody was walking behind us on the trail. And when we went over the video, oh my gosh, you can actually hear that little creature mess with our camera and was giggling. Oh wow! And it sounded like a little gremlin. You know, yeah. it didn't sound like a person. I mean, it it sounded like a humanoid, but it was it was so small. It, it sounded like a creature. So. Uh-huh. We went back again to see if we could capture that that little being, and we we use things again like Kent had mentioned. Um, we use uh, you know herbs and uh-huh. and oils and, and mineral to and other things to attract these beings that we've known from you know stories passed down for generations. Yeah, I can't tell you what it is because people again will use this you know to to coax these beings out and I don't want them exploited. So, but anyway, we know what these things are attracted to. So Kent, you see Kent putting these things down and you see these two giant eyes come out of the ground and people have said that's, that's an animal in the grass, but the grass is small, short. It was cut short and there's a a grass wall behind it. So it's not like it was something shown over a lake because there's a body of water next to it. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, you see these two beings come up and they're looking at what Kent had put down. And that shocked me because um, over the many generations, the stories have been passed down about elementals and little people and water babies and all these creatures that Mm -hmm. were never human. And I have never, ever heard of, uh, you know, some of these beings, like the fairy that we captured. I I didn't know... (laughs) I'm Native American. I didn't know fairies were here in the United States, and yet one came out of our light, you know, and oh, wow. it, it was like as big as your hand, open hand. This this fairy came out of our light. I I was shocked, and and we went to this other place that was sacred to the Kalispell tribe in um, Idaho, and we we were in this cave, and when we were done investigating it, we were walking down the trail. And I could hear a bird that sounds like it was wounded. And so it was the fall. So there was no leaves on the trees uh-huh. or, or bushes. So I'm looking down trying to find this animal and I, I can, I can hear it, but I could not see it. And I, I was floored that why couldn't I see this thing that should be two feet in front of my face. And pretty soon I, it, it moved up the trail behind me. And I thought, how did it get past me on the trail? So I turn and I'm looking for this wounded bird 
And pretty soon it's up higher. And I thought, how did it get up higher? And I remember the story that my mom told me of these uh, water baby or little people mm-hmm. in the, the little people will try to uh, lure you away from your group. And it was totally doing that. It was trying yeah. to get me back up that hill. So I ran down to the car and I was like, oh my gosh, everybody was packing their equipment away. And I, I was like, this thing was trying to lure me away. And my daughter, Kiri, she'll tell you what happened. Hold on. Okay. Well, there was one thing that I found really interesting, and it was that the wounded creature, it sounded a lot like a baby owl, which is an animal that my mom is really affiliated with. So it was really strange that it actually found an animal that she really connected to mm-hmm. and that she would really strongly want to protect. You know, just, uh-huh. just from observing us, it found that. So, yeah, it just knew. But, um, yeah, so after we found out that it was luring her up the trail, and uh, she mentioned that, that it could be a little person, we went back down the trail, and uh, I decided to test that theory out a little bit. So I started going back up the trail. And then there it is again, the uh-huh. same little animal at the foot of the trail again. Yeah, the sound of the animal at the foot of the trail again when it was almost all the way up. So it was an animal animal or was it human shaped? Like a short human? Mm -hmm. Well, see, it sounded like a bird, right? And Mm -hmm. my spirit animal is the owl. And so I thought it was a wounded owl. And Kiri, she wanted to test that theory. Kind of jokingly, we are all like, I can't believe that, you know. She she started walking on the trail, and that noise started right at the end of the trail where she was at. Uh-huh. It should have been way up the trail at the top, but it started right next to her. So we were all going, oh, my God. And we had taken pictures of that area. And when we got home and we look at our pictures, you see a little, probably, what, three-foot-tall yeah, being? It, it looked like a human but it was two feet tall. You see an image of a wolf behind it, mm-hmm. but this being had a mask on. And Kent had taken pictures in the full spectrum. In one picture, you don't see anything. And then the second picture, it's smoke. There's a long pipe this being had. Mm-hmm. It was smoking a pipe. And in the second oh, picture, wow. you see the smoke actually move in a different direction. That's what we knew. That's when we knew it was what we were seeing. Oh, wow. Because of the, of the smoke, you can actually see in one picture and not the other. It was smoking a pipe. It was smoking a long pipe and it had a mask on, a a black mask. And I, you know, again, the stories that were passed down for, from my people, nobody ever really describes these things. Right. Mm -hmm. And we actually caught on, on film and and camera, this creature that looks like a person that's not very big. And it had, it had, it was smoking a pipe and, I, it blew me away because we actually captured this thing on camera, the uh-huh. full body of this thing. It looked like it was standing two pictures of, two pictures of this thing. Uh, in in one picture, it turns its head and it's taking a hit off that pipe. In the second one, he's looking at the cam at the camera and didn't even look surprised. Didn't look like it was trying to hide or nothing. It was in full view. And mm-hmm. in the second picture, you see the smoke and, a di- and it appears. And and the expression on this being, it was shocking, shocked me because I, I've never heard, I, you know, in tradition, these beings will pick up, uh, you know, elements of the ground at, to, mm-hmm. to wear on their clothes to hide and like camouflage. Yeah. 
and and that's it. No, you know, I know they've been known to have sharp teeth, and but they do will sound like an animal or will will mimic your voice to lure you away. That's the story of these these beings. They were never human. These beings were, you know, placed on Earth to um, help the elements grow, you know, make uh-huh. bushes and trees and flowers more beautiful. They tend to generate around areas of um, more than one element. Sometimes they can get in your home. And so when we've investigated homes where people thought they had a demon in their home, and we find out it was an element, not a demon. So these things can be lured out of their home. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to show people not everything is a demon. Not everything is, out, is bad. Yeah, yeah, not everything is evil. And so we're showing our investigations and um, how we can get them out of the home that way, um, because they they don't see the church as a threat because they were never evil. You know, they were never human. So mm-hmm. if you show a Bible to them, it, they don't see that as a threat. And so when you see people who are investigated, uh, investigating a demon or a church comes over and whatever they did doesn't work, that that's where it's an element. Elemental. Yeah, and that's the, where we, the the Christian religion would mean nothing to them. Yeah, exactly. They they have no line that they would not cross. So uh-huh. they wouldn't <laughs> Yeah, I think uh if they ever saw faith they they wouldn't see it as a threat and they'd probably laugh at it. <laughs> yeah, they're they're older than the by the book itself, you know. Yeah. So they don't they don't get that part. So uh, do you see a lot of yeah. uh, crossover with um what we would consider uh, cryptids? into the that come from the native culture as well do you have the same things like for example uh some of our local tribes we have the yokuts up here and they have what their version of say sasquatch is and they have you know a lot of the same the same uh what we'd call cryptids or stories or legends they have in their culture so it kind of makes you think that how how can this be something that we made up if they have it and we have it and it's, you know, it's coming from all these different directions. Yeah. The, like the Bigfoot or the skinwalkers, um, all those beings, um, because just like humans, there are good and bad. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the element elementals. There are good beings and bad beings. So, and you know, that, like I said, there's that line, you know, um, they won't cross, you know, they'll cross that line and, and hurt people. Like with the skinwalker, though, it's, it, it originated from a Native man who had uh, killed a family member. So it's not like every person that kills a person and eats them becomes a skinwalker. It's not. It's, it's like a perfect element to create this being, and they mm-hmm. become possessed by these element, elementals, you know. So same thing with Bigfoot. Um I mean, all tribes have so many stories of why they're here, but we believe that they were, you know, asked to protect our, our burial grounds. And you you even look at the map of how they migrated, and they followed the native migration, you know, before the big flood. So, um, mm-hmm. but these beings were, have always been known to be gentle. So, and, mm-hmm. and you look at their signs, and you don't hear, you know, people being killed by them. No. I mean, as long as you don't, as long as you don't, you know, threaten them, they'll stay away from you. Just like Native Americans know that these elementals are real and know that they tend to generate near 
um, sacred areas of energy, which you'll find crystals or, or gold or silver in abundance in that spot. Mm-hmm. But they give them a, a wide berth. I mean, they would stay away from, they'll, they'll say there's an elemental there, stay away from it. And so, but, you know, the, you know give, they give them a lot of space just and, and uh, respect. And they've been known to help tribes, too, that were sick. You know, mm-hmm. they lead them to, to herbs that healed them. So when they were dying. So, you know, it, it, I think it's just the energy that the person has that, that these beings will reveal themselves to them, mm-hmm. you know. We had a, we, we had a, a, a capture where we think it was definitely along the lines of a, a, a cryptid uh, slash elemental Mm-hmm. And this was, we caught this on uh, full spectrum camera, <clears throat> and we actually had an IR camera pointed right at it too. Um, same location uh, where you heard the the giggling that slapped the yeah. camera, and you got and the eyes came out of the ground. Same location. Mm-hmm. Um, we were walking down the trail one night to uh, go set up and do an investigation there, and uh, this gal was walking in front of me with a with a night vision infrared camera and I had the full spectrum camera mm-hmm. and about the same time, uh, she points the camera up, up these set of stairs. Um, cause there's, there's like a, uh, it's called Cedar street bridge. It's up in Sandpoint. It's like a, a little shopping center built over the waterway uh-huh. and it was closed in the middle of the night and uh, these stairs leading up and, her camera caught nothing, but when I pointed my full spectrum camera up there, it, it up in the upper left-hand corner, you see just for a quick split second, something large burst into flight. Okay. Uh It didn't run. It burst into flight and you can actually hear what sounded like big leathery wings, you know, flapping, taking flight. And, uh-huh. and when I ran it through my video program and I can go click through frame by frame, you see these huge that look like eagle feet and they look huge, but that's all you see of it. You just see this blurry motion uh-huh. and you hear the sound and it, and it just takes off. And But what's so intriguing about it is the IR camera was pointed right at it. And it didn't see nothing. 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 Oh, wow. it, it, it didn't see nothing. But the full spectrum, I mean, it, it, it was like this creature knew that the full spectrum camera could see it. Because the second I swung my camera around, it took off. Mm-hmm. And just barely caught it. And uh, I think those videos are, uh, those can be seen on our Facebook page. Oh, wow. But, uh yeah, it was uh, definitely blew our minds. Uh-huh. We we could never we could never totally decide whether that was a cryptid or a, some sort of flying elemental, um, but really, really blew our minds when we caught that one. And uh, yeah, well, I can strange. imagine. Um, is yeah. there, do you have anything coming up that you want to let us know about, and then we can put the info on on Twitter and let everyone know. Um, yeah, actually, uh, yeah, we were uh, contacted, like I mentioned a little while ago, we were contacted by the, the Travel Channel. It's exciting. Um, 
with the Ghost Adventures crew. Uh-huh. They they contacted us and we're looking for they're looking for new sites mm-hmm. uh, to send their to send there and do an episode. And we actually have <laughs> a fantastic site um, that we investigated quite a few years ago. It's uh, an abandoned hotel mm-hmm. up in uh, Priest River, Idaho. Um, yeah, but like I said, once again, we caught so much evidence there that it, it blew our minds. But I talked to the, the owners of the hotel, and they, they're completely okay with, you know, if, if the Travel Channel chooses to uh, go there, mm-hmm. you know, we're probably going to go up there and and we'll get to, to do an interview with the ghost adventure guys and they'll do and be on the show and they'll investigate the hotel. That's exciting. We, Yeah. At the hotel, you know, that we were talking about, we, we got, it used to be a brothel. And so mm-hmm. we even got like, it had an old ringing bell um, in the basement that would alert them um, when they were gambling and, and drinking prohibition. Uh, during prohibition. Mm-hmm. And um, we even <laughs> got an apparition of a penis come out of the wall and <laughs> no joke. <laughs> All right. That, that one would make me move. I think I would, I would leave. <laughs> I think it would with anybody. It is, yeah. it is just the number. There's no body. <laughs> I, I, I could deal with the skinwalkers, everything else, the being scratched, but yeah, I think I'd pack my bags. <laughs> yeah. the, the scary thing about that was is, is I was in the hallway when it happened. Yeah, he, was, he walked down the hallway and it appeared right behind him. And you can actually see that one on YouTube also. It's called the Hotel Charbonnet. Oh my uh, gosh. Um, but uh, this summer also, we're going to go over in Nevada to investigate ghost towns because Nevada is known as one of the the most the biggest place that has a, a lot of ghost towns and yeah. so much so much so we're going to go down there and and have a vacation and just uh set, you know take an rv and go and investigate outstanding so, yeah we just we yeah we we don't go to places that have been you know done and done and done you know we go out of our way to look for new places uh-huh and, uh, you know, it's not like we catch something every time. You know, we struck out many a times where we'll, we'll go to, you know, a place, just a shot in the dark. And we think, oh, maybe we'll get some evidence or maybe we'll, a spirit will need some help or something. But it doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. I mean, every once in a while we'll strike out. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, we just, uh, we were down there about six months ago and discovered that, you know, a lot of these old mining towns, you know, gold mines, silver mines, and uh, all these little ghost towns are, they're still out there. Yeah. You know, and, and, and people don't really go to them anymore. So we're going to, we're going to pack up and go check these places out. Good deal. You know, and they're, they're, they're not, they're not on the beaten path. Mm-hmm. People really don't know about them. So we love to explore new places like that. Good deal. Well, I'd like to, I'd like to call you again sometime and we could talk about some of the, the new stuff you find and have another interview then. Yeah, um, check out our stuff on Facebook because mm-hmm. we, we really have some amazing, amazing evidence. Um, we don't really show any orbs on our stuff. We The only time we show an orb is if it goes through something. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, or somebody saw it and you felt it or it hit them or did something crazy. And, and, yeah, if, you, if it uh, shows itself on our equipment, as energy, we will show that on camera. Okay. I mean, you know, on video. But uh, all of our evidence is more than the normal group. 
it'll shock you. Um, and they all, it, it, it's, it's, we're looking for supernatural nobody's ever seen before. Uh-huh. And we're trying to share it with the world. Good deal. We'll, we'll post the links to that. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again. I thank you for taking time out of your day to, to do this interview. This is, this is an awesome interview. I, we could, we could go all day with this. Um, oh yeah. I, like I said, we'll, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. No problem. We'll get in touch again and uh, maybe do another interview. Okay, right. yeah, anytime. Yep, thank thank you. you. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, once again, that was the Native Paranormal Seekers. I'll put all the info on Twitter so that way you can go and check out their their websites for yourself. Check out their Twitter. Check out their Facebook. They have a YouTube channel. Uh, thanks for joining me on the Dark Skeptic Paranormal Podcast. Episode 4 is in the can. Ladies and gentlemen, skeptics and believers, today is June 29th, 2017, and you are listening to the Dark Skeptic Paranormal Podcast, episode number four. Tonight's show, we have joining us via Skype, members of the Native Paranormal Seekers.